No, how are you? Oh, good morning, good morning, everyone. Yeah, Indiana, ah. we are okay. It's uh, winter is in the air here. <laughs> you 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 are you are in the same boat with the can you are in the same boat with the Canadians and uh, I I. Uh, when uh, when Roger posted pictures of is it forty feet or forty inches snow and the lion's moonshine, I was like, oh my goodness me, that is something else. Now Noah, are you guys on Eastern or Central Standard Time? No, Indiana is on Eastern Time, and okay. uh, Illinois they are on Central Time. Oh, amazing! Eh? Just the next door neighbors, but on different time zones. Eh? Yeah, actually, because on the northern, northwestern Indiana, they are actually on central time. So Indiana has got two time zones. So on the two time north, zones, northwestern, northwestern uh-huh. they are on central, and then the other side is the eastern time. Oh wow! So you can travel within the you can travel within the same state and change your time. Eh? Interesting. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Yeah, that's Did the you? that's the oh, United. Oh, Say that again, Matilda. Now I was wondering, did Noah say there's snow already in Indiana? No, no. Or actually, it's just the temperature is now getting cold, okay. uh, but we haven't had snow yet. But there's been some snow in some parts of the USA. One of my friends was in Montana, and mm-hmm. they they actually had snow in Montana. So it's actually in some parts of the US, not only Canada. Snow is actually falling in some parts of the USA, and the cold spring, of course, it's coming our way. But so far, no snow, which is good. So at least we are not worried oh. yet. I think maybe later okay. you are saying the picture. That was why I said, wait a minute, there's snow. Okay, that's okay. It was 96 degrees yesterday here, so I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that uh, that that winter that winter blitz that uh, I understand it came from Montana and then it hit uh, Roger, Doctor Kazila, and everybody else up north there. <laughs> That's what uh, Roger. Uh, good morning. Morning, 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 people. Uh, Doctor Kazila is very far away from us. Doctor Kazila is uh-huh. like where uh, New York is. Okay. So those people they they show off like they have better weather than 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 us. <laughs> We're in the mountains. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that that that's an interesting one right there. <laughs> you know, my friend, I'm beginning to get this thing like uh, once a week is becoming too much of a a gap. We need to narrow it. We 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 need to narrow it. We need to narrow. Oh yeah, it. definitely. And, uh... Once a week, uh, <laughs> we are missing out. Uh, there is a lot of work to be done. That is for sure. Yeah, um, there, there is a lot of work to be done. Yeah. And it was very evident actually when he, um, coming through the the conference and the anniversary, a lot of people yeah. were like, but where are you? What kind of radio is this where you just on the air once a week? And <laughs> I know people people talk, but, you know, they want to put this demand. But anyway, just 
I mean, I'm just feeling like uh, once a week is not enough. Now we need to we need to become more frequent. We need to become more frequent. Pastor Alan, how are you? I'm very well. How's everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Floridians. It's a, it's a, yeah, perfect beach, beach temperatures for those of us who don't need the additional sun. We are <laughs> we are in the seventies. And the high, ah. so yeah. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, uh, and um, in, in solidarity with Roger, I would turn uh-huh. the AC down to like sixty in my house, and I'll stay in the house so I can uh, I can be with him as he freezes up there. Uh, I'll turn <laughs> the AC in my house so cold that I'll, I'll be freezing. So uh, we are with you, Roger. <laughs> Can you survive with that stuff? Well, that's what I told sure? the Canadian authorities that our staff I can survive. So what can I? What, what should I say now? Just <laughs> I, I sure hope day. so. I sure hope so. <laughs> I should just suck Sorry, it up guys. as they say. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, I'm yeah. doing well. Just, Anxiously to get into the talk today. Yeah. Huh? I'm trying to connect the guest. Okay, so, so we'll mute that and maybe. <laughs> Hello. Oh. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. <laughs> all right, all right, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. This. Is the one and only Pastor Mwaka. How is the kingdom of McKinney? <laughs> <laughs> the kingdom of McKinney is strong and vibrant, no dull moment as always. How is my dynamic brother, Pastor Nathan? I am doing well. You know, uh, Roger, let me just fill everybody in why I'm asking now why that was the kingdom of McKinney. You see, the part of Dallas that Pastor Mwaka lives is close to Oklahoma, up there. <laughs> so I, I, I always tease her that she lives in, in Oklahoma, you know. <laughs> oh, she doesn't live uh, close to you. No, uh, no, no. Not She's... close to where we found her, or where she found us, whichever came first. No, that was like where where we were, that was like 40 Thirty minutes drive to her place. Oh wow! But yes, if you we are on back, the other side. 
Yes. Yeah. Yes. So if you come, if you go back to where I live and where she lives, it becomes 55 minutes. That, okay. that, that's Dallas for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, everything is yes. big. Everything is big in Texas. Okay. <laughs> uh, Pastor Mwaka is... Uh, is 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 busy like us. She 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 can't stay doing nothing. <laughs> the she can't the stay doing. Must... No, that's she's a workaholic. Uh, yeah, she's a workaholic, and uh, <laughs> we all know that uh, Pastor Mwaka is a producer and presenter of a show called Solutions. It will be coming back on the air shortly. She's been with us for a while. And the reason she's here is we she runs a ministry called Fresh Aroma International, and the conference is coming back next weekend. Can you tell us about that, Pastor Mwaka? Thank you so much. Yes, it is our thank you for the opportunity, Pastor Nathan, Roger, and entire team. First of all, let me congratulate you for an outstanding business conference and uh, the. BTR, 10 years impacting our world with media and keeping the diaspora updated, especially on our great nation, Zambia. We are so proud of you. Great to be part of this great family. And we learned so much. It was so enlightening and informative. So I wanted to get that protocol out of the way. Uh, yes, Thank you. Roma ministry, <laughs> you're welcome. This is actually our 15th year. I don't know where the time has flown, but uh, every year uh, we have this conference. Usually it's in April, but I was in Zambia at the time, so we rescheduled to October. And I think it's really part of God's plan because, you know, we are nearing the end of the year, and it's so important to lay the foundation for 2020 and it's just a, a, a moment to be strengthened spiritually, to be encouraged, directed, uh, you know, build that foundation for the year that is to come. So this annual conference brings all our friends, partners, spiritual sons and daughters, pastor friends from all over uh, the USA. And uh, it's a time just to be enlightened, a time to be empowered, a time to be uh, edified. So it is next weekend. The conference is free. Uh, We do have a leader's breakfast Saturday, October the 12th. And if you're a leader of any industry, you're a pastor, you're a CEO, a leader in any industry, we really want to encourage you to attend Because leaders, you know, we are always giving out so much, and it's important for us, for us to be effective, we also need to be nourished. So I really want to emphasize that leaders' breakfast uh, with our great friend from Uganda, Dr. Abed Bwanika. He's been a presidential candidate. He's been a professor at Makerere University. He's a great governmental apostle, a man of great, great wisdom. So just encouraging all you listeners in Dallas, Texas, uh, don't miss next weekend. Don't miss the leaders' breakfast Saturday morning. 
Excellent. Let's talk about, before we go to the speakers, Pastor Mark, and we give out the dates and the times, let's talk about mm. the theme. Is there not a cause? You are taking this out of First Samuel chapter 17 and verse 29. What prompted, what was on your heart when you came up with this theme? You know, one of my, thank you, Pastor, one of my favorite characters is David. And, you know, that was the story, remember how the the army of Israel was so intimidated by Goliath. I mean, these were strong men, powerful men, warriors, skilled warriors, and they had won many battles. But somehow, Goliath had literally demoralized them. And I think in all of our lives, you know, there are areas where we're very strong, we, we, we excel, but there's always that one area somehow maybe we can't overcome or we've struggled for long or we feel intimidated. But here is David, this 17-year-old boy, and he's so upset at what Goliath has done to Israel, to the army. And he's like, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Now, the, instead of people welcoming him to say, okay, David has come to uh, help us, the brother was so mad. He's like, why are you here? You know, who did you leave those little sheep with? And so David said, is there not a cause? Can somebody fight this giant? Can somebody say enough is enough? Can somebody say, look, we are the people of God, and we refuse for you to intimidate us. So that's where this is coming from. And I'm putting it in the context of so many people have, you mm. know, like, for example, cancer. You know, cancer yes. has stolen so many people. But who's going to rise up and say, no, 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 enough is enough. We are going to pray until this wicked spirit is cast out of people. Look what's That's happening right. to our teenagers, you know, the vaping thing. Who, which father and mother is going to stand up and say, no, 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 we're not going to allow this vaping uh, to take our kids. So is there not a cause, meaning we just have to stand up and arise and, you know, just refuse certain things in our homes, in our families, among our children, in our communities. Look what's happening in Zambia. I mean, honestly, it's like mm -hmm. you just keep hearing bad news. Who's going to stand up and say, no, 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 no. Leaders, we've put you into power for a cause, to develop our that's nation, right. not to be, you know, so that's where you can see I'm getting so animated. So that's where this is coming from. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Lord. I mean you you have to get you have to get charged up because if you are not passionate about it yourself, who's going to be passionate about it? <laughs> yes, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, Pastor Mwaka, you are right on point when you talk about intimidation. My co my colleagues here will tell you working behind the scenes, going into this 10th anniversary celebration and business conference. Oh, my goodness. Mm. We were so intimidated, you know. <laughs> it I was can like, imagine. We were so intimidated. We were like, you know, it, things were not looking like they were turning around, but we stood our ground and we persisted. I'm looking at the flyer here, and I can oh. see, oh, my goodness, this lineup of of apostles of prophets, are we going to survive this interpretation? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they are all power, but I tell you, each of them has just a grace. 
uh, to shift some things in the atmosphere. Mm, mm. Friday night, opening night, is very special. Talk about the guest speaker, I mean, his life, his ministry, his legacy. Wonderful. Thank you, Pastor. Uh, Friday night will be Apostle John Eckhart. He is American, but he has such a heart for nations. He has such a heart for the continent of Africa. And, you know, it's so good that we're still in the kingdom. We have role models we can look up to. I mean, he's a solid uh, man of God. He is very strong in the area of spiritual warfare. He's very big on uh, stirring the giftings within the body of Christ Mm. and raising uh, leaders. I don't know how many times he has told me, you know, just come on my page and, you know, so he's free like that. Just he, he's a true, true father, you know, and really passionate because sometimes you may have a gift and you don't know what you have. So he's very excited to be coming to, to Dallas. He, as I've said, he's a father in the kingdom, a solid teacher uh, of the word. He's traveled to over a hundred nations. He's authored over like wow. 50 books. I mean, the man is loaded, but as down to earth, and as humble uh, as possible. And he has such a heart, you know, just to see this region uh, revived and uh, restored uh, in the things of God. So Apostle John Eckhart coming in from uh, Chicago, you don't want to miss him. Again, as I said, the conference is free. Friday night is free. It's just a Saturday breakfast. So all of you who are listening, don't miss uh, Friday night, our opening night, it's uh, a, just a night of transformation. Excellent. How do, how do people get tickets, those that would like to attend the leadership breakfast? Uh, they can buy Cash App. Cash App is the quickest, and uh, that's the number for my administrator, Pastor Shiko. Uh, the number is 314-814-4673. So okay. the information is on Cash App. Uh, also, if you go on my page, uh, Prophetess Mwaka, or my personal page, Mwaka Progeria, yes, so all the information uh, is there also. Excellent. So everybody around the Dallas area, we are inviting you to the 15th Annual Dallas Racial Roma International Conference next weekend, which yes. is October 10th uh, through the 13th. And you are all welcome. Check out the information at fresharomaministry.org. And all this information is available. Pastor, thank you. We look forward to a great weekend next week. Wonderful. Thank you for the opportunity. I'm so grateful. And by the way, it's the 11th. It's just three days, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Oh, it's the 11th. Okay, okay. Yes. That's very important. Yes. It's the 11th. Yes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. Excellent, excellent. Mm-hmm. Well, Fresh Aroma is back, people, and there you go. We encourage everybody to participate as is in the Dallas area. Wonderful. Looking forward to seeing you all now. I'm shifting to mommy mode, taking my son for a basketball <laughs> tournament. Man, these guys better go to the NBA. I've invested too much <laughs> waking up early. They Saturday, will. Driving them. <laughs> 
And yeah, we will we'll give a portion of the proceeds to ZBTR. So keep, let's keep praying. Definitely. Because <laughs> Uncle Nathan has done his part two. Uncle Nathan has done his part two. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Thank you so much. I hope he wins. They need to win. And he needs to co- score what they call it in OJ. Triple double. <laughs> I'll let him know. I'll let you all know. Right, Have a wonderful you. Saturday. Thank you so much. All God right. bless you all. You're welcome. All right, everybody. That was Pastor Mwaka with Fresh Aroma International Conference. Okay, now, uh, from the conference, I've been working on something, Pianki. You're going to be very proud to hear this. And you see, when we did the demographics of the people that attended the conference, most of the people that were there were 40 years and above. And this is what has happened. I have engaged the young guys, and uh, Carol gave me... I talked to Carol, and I said, look, uh, I know you've got grown kids, and I, 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 need, I need to talk to them about this, Roger. So I just went... <laughs> during the week, I've just been talking to these kids and picking their minds. And I had a great, 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 great conversation with Carlos' daughter. First, let's, let's say hello to these great Zambians. Hi, Areka. Good morning. I, I think now you've become a New Yorker, right? No. <laughs> I'm half in Jersey, half in New York. Half in Jersey, it's the same place. It's... Uh, uh, Okay, she dropped. Uh, Yama, good morning. That's it. Renal uh, Wapula, you haven't mastered how to use your smartphone. <clears throat> eh? Matilda, your brother here. Uncle Daniel. Okay, I was talking to Roger, I was talking to. Yeah, what's the name? Ukangwa, that is uh, Carol's daughter. She's in college. And I explained to her what is happening, what we are doing, and what is going on. First of all, she was surprised that I reached out to her, and she was like, oh, wow. No, she didn't say it in a rude way. She just said, I'm in college, and I'm surprised at the same time. Because you guys are in your little world. You hear those words? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what she said. I had a good conversation with this young lady, Pianchi, uh, Noam, Atilda, and we spoke, and things just started coming out of her like that. And I, I said to her, what, what, what really are you passionate about? I mean, what drives you? Uh, when you look at us, your, your parents, your uncles, your aunties, people that hang around with your mom, I mean, what, what do you see? What, 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 what are you hearing? What are you sensing? What, what would you like to do about Zambia and, and, and stuff like that? And, you know, and of course, the usual thing she said to me is, first of all, yeah, you, you, and this is just general. I mean, it, it goes across the board. Whether you're doing it in church, 
or whether we are what we are working on trying to engage these young people, they will tell you the same thing. Those of you that are leaders in church here, Alan, <laughs> you are going to identify with it. The first thing she said to me, Roger, was, uh, it's important for you guys to take interest in what we are thinking about. Now, let's okay, stop right good. here. It's important for you guys to take interest in what we are thinking about. Now, <laughs> uh, I just let, let's unpack that. I, I wish she was here to to sort of. Oh, by the way, before I forget, the young guy that we spoke to the other weekend who runs three companies, Roger. He, reached, he sent me an inbox message and he said, okay, so we did the interview. What next? A good question. What next? Good yeah. question. Yes, that's what I thought to myself too. I was like, okay. So these guys, it's not just about talk. Okay, let me throw this to Alan. So, Alan, this young lady says to me, it's important that you guys take interest in what we are thinking about. How do you respond to that, Alan? We're talking to this young person. <laughs> okay. So, and that's true. So then we, we say, okay, um, what are you thinking about? And uh-huh. you see, the, the thing is, we, I think as parents, yeah. Let's say, for instance, when the young man was speaking last week, instinctively we were like, without thinking about it, finish college first. You've got a, uh, that's like a, uh, a safety net for you, which is true and has its merits. But in their world, that's not what they are doing. So how do we get what they are thinking about with what we know from life experience and be able to guide them in the way that they don't lose their dreams and, and we try to figure out how do they uh, do the things that are necessary in life but still accomplish uh, but still accomplish what they are doing. One thing that I do do, uh, I was talking to a young man, my client's uh, son. He started off to a college artistic, and when I met him like almost 10 years ago, and I was always debunked that. Then the last couple of years, the last two years, he's been in high school. No, they are racist. No, they are this. No, they are this. And every time you say something, I say, okay, so what are you going to do about it? So, okay, how do you get over that? How do you still go to college? What do you want to be? This is what I want to become. How mm-hmm. do you still do that? Mm-hmm. And just point at things, okay, doesn't matter what the teacher does to you, you can't let them steal your dream. So how do you go around that? They are racist, yes, you're not going to change them. But how do you, in spite of your teacher, still go ahead and get into college? So, yeah. you know, pushing like that and we would have arguments. But so he made it to college and he told me with big dream. He was, yeah, I, I've got selected, I'm going to college. So listening to them, rather than just giving them a formula for how we know how to do things, they do this end of story. It is, what do you want to do? How do you think you're going to get there? And then you begin to say, okay, you're right there, but if you did this, it will help you get there. So in uh-huh. this case, we have to know what are their ideas. And then okay. we'll be able to say, okay, if it's about us doing something about what's going on in Zambia, what are their ideas? You know, and how do you, you also give them the reality of things on the ground in Zambia? But I think we emphasize the question that Roger asked uh. about uh, the opportunities that we have here. 
we have to emphasize to them that they have such a great opportunity. You know, so that they can be in a better position to maybe be the ones who go back and do ABCD back home. You know, but they have to understand the opportunity and how to make the most of what they have here and reach back home and be able to help others. No, 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 you are a 15 year old. And what type of conversations are you having? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Yeah, just yesterday, actually, when I was at work, I attended a conference. So uh-huh. I think some of you may know that I work on HIV and AIDS. So one of the challenges that we are having uh, reaching our tar- target audience, for the most part, the, the communication that we have on HIV and AIDS is just tailored to standard communication. But we've noticed that the younger kids, 18 to 25, are mm-hmm. left out of the conversation and they don't tend to get the information that we put out. So one of the gentlemen who was at the conference suggested that when you are reaching younger kids, you have to go to platforms that appeal to them and the messages has to be tailored to their liking. For instance, some of us, we get on this call we call it mm-hmm. kids nowadays. They don't call. They don't pick up when they text. And yeah. most of us are on Facebook. The younger kids are not on Facebook. Younger kids are no. on Instagram and on Snapchat. Because I, uh-huh. I was asking my son the other day, he says, no, Facebook is for old people, daddy. So I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so when you have to, when you are targeting younger audience, you have to sort of like, just like the, the young lady that's uh, but Nathan was talking to, she, uh-huh. she says, you people are in your own world. And it's true, because my son has always told me, you guys, when you are planning these events, you're cooking, you're talking about Nishima. We don't eat Nishima. Yeah. So mm. we have to figure out a way to go into the worlds of these younger kids, because younger kids are on Instagram. These kids are on Snapchat. So even like uh-huh. when we are looking at how do we focus our efforts in HIV prevention, we are looking at now developing communication that will reach the younger people. And younger people, you, you text them. So there are some of these doctors, officers that we are working with. They are implementing plans that you, they don't call you for a reminder, that, hey, you have an appointment on Wednesday or something like that. They'll just text you. Because most mm-hmm. of us, you find that you are in classroom, you're able to text. So I think as we transition after the, the, the conference in Texas, we need to sort of change the way we communicate, the way we send information. Because, like, for instance, calling in on this radio show, you have to dial a number. Kids, I think, yeah. they may find that cumbersome. Kids may want something like they are able, maybe some video component or something where, I mean, something different from, or from calling in. This is something I think we are actually working on for our radio segment. So... I think for now I'll, I'll, I'll end there. But the younger kids, they, they communicate differently. They are not on Facebook, they are on Instagram, and they are on Snapchat. Mm. And, and you see, <clears throat> uh, Roger Bella and Dr. Monsanje, you are the one who challenged us 
from the beginning of our yes. planning about engaging the young people. Roger, this young man we spoke to last week, and that is what he said. The first question he asked me, he said, so I asked him, I said, how would you like to engage and to be part of this? And then he throws the question back to me. You know what he said? Is the radio show on Instagram? That's the first question he asked me. Is the radio show on Instagram? Uh, is there a way? You see, what, 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 the, what is name? What Noah just said here? You can, I can tell that you're talking to a young, young person. He said, is the radio show on Instagram? Is there a way we can introduce a video component to this thing? And we have talked about these things behind the scenes, Yareka and uh, all, everybody else. So what did I want to say? All, all these things that are coming up, in other words, we are sort of, we need to regroup and rethink the way we are doing things. I like something else, Noah, that your son said to you, that when you are preparing these events, you are talking about in Shima, and all these things. So <laughs> I I don't know who wants to respond to that. Doctor Monsanto Bella, eh? You guys uh you're always talking about Inshima when you're preparing your events. We don't eat Inshima. There you go. Yeah, Mr. Nathan, mm-hmm. this is Bella. Oh, okay. Go ahead, Bella. Good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Uh, I was just saying that, yeah, every here in Atlanta, we, we are known for our events. That's the biggest problem we face is engaging in the under-25. Mm-hmm. And the problem now that we are facing is that, you know, people that came here in the, nine, in the 90s, the early 2000s, they're not yeah. coming out for our events. But even the younger people are also not coming out because we failed to engage them at an early, early point. So uh-huh. it's definitely something worth considering, like especially the food part. Not everybody is keen on eating and streamer and capenta event. There is. Mm. We have to adapt, otherwise we're facing extinction if you're not careful. It's very true. And I've given my before my before Matilda comes in, I've given myself a challenge, Dr. Monsanto. It's a personal challenge. Our next event my target is at least 20 of these 18 between 25 year olds need to be at our next event. 20. That's the minimum I've given. I've already got one, so I'm, I need 19 more. 20, Dr. Monsanto, need to be at our next event. Yes, Matilda. Okay. Yeah. Um, thank you for allowing me to say something. What uh, Noah has said and what Ben has said are actually very true. We have to be deliberate in the way we engage um, the youth. Sometimes we say we want to, but we have to look at ourselves and see that we need that we are rigid. Some feedback on the phone as I'm speaking. Someone's phone in the Okay. Okay, we are rigid sometimes. We are not willing to to change. We say we want this, but mm. then when the kids say this is what they want, this is what they're saying. Either we are slow in adjusting to the change that they want, or we think maybe it's too 
millennial, it's too young, it's too, I don't know. So we are the ones also who have to be able to adapt. Uh, one thing that we did at the other convention was to deliberately look for the youth, those who are below 30 or at least below 35, and engage them and just have a forum. Let's listen no, to what that's they still, That's still way up there. That's still way up there. <laughs> but you tried anyway, yeah. It, so it is, is because way those of us who are above a certain age, if a person says that's 83, we say, ah, why check? You know, so if a person is 19 or never baby, so we still have to be able to appreciate that these are young adults, these are future leaders, mm-hmm. and listen to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. But as long as we keep seeing them in diapers, we keep seeing them as children in the first and second grade, we and but they are growing, but we're not mm-hmm. engaging them. One thing we do in Florida, we've done this, I think, for the last three years is on uh, 4th of July and even on our own Independence Day, we have a picnic that is family-friendly. There are two generations or two groups that we leave out. We leave out our parents who we have brought to say, Mayo, come and help me with my children. We don't engage them, and we also don't engage the youth. But when we have a picnic like that, you have your your parents' ages, or if we, <laughs> those of you who have children of uh, over 20 years or something like that, it's engaging for everyone. You can be able to interact. It's a daytime event. You can see the children. The last event that we had was so amazing just to see the children play. So, yeah. I mean, we had all kinds of youth. It, it, it was just amazing. But we are learning to listen to what they're saying. We did a survey. I think Vano and his group through Zanus have uh, sent out a survey to people in the community, what they want to see. The community in Florida responded. The Most of the youth were hesitant to participate in this survey because they said mm-hmm. no one is listening to them. We're not um, giving them that time to say, okay, what do you want? Mm-hmm. So it's something that we as adults or grown-ups have to, or we of a certain generation, have to adjust. When we grew okay. up, our voices did not count, you know? Why? Yeah, I know. Why, what do you have to say? And we have grown up with that. But times are changing. Yes, it's true. Let's just admit that we have, we have carried on with that thing where our, our parents' generation shut us out, and even us unintentionally, we also act or behave the same way. Uh, uh, b- before I bring up another topic, I, I, I need to ask Pianki this question. Uh, Pianki, what type of conversations are you having with your grandson, the one who plays baseball? Is Bianchi here? Nathan, while Bianchi is coming, um, yes. as far as media, the, the important thing that we're going to have to do is figure, bring the young people on board and have them yeah. create content that is relevant to them. Because the, the stuff that even Snapchat, my daughter is 15, some of the things, they, their ideas are pre- sound pretty ridiculous to me, but that's the way they are communicating, <laughs> that's the way even their homework, how they're doing it, over the phones, over Snapchat, doing homework. I'm like, are you serious? They're just playing games, but they're doing schoolwork and all kinds of stuff. So we, we have to be able to bring them on board 
and just be there to kind of uh, provide bumper rails or bumper guards where if they go off, we can say, okay, come back, but stay in the, you know, but we have to provide the platform for them to come in and bring their content. Even uh, mm. a lot of business doing that, bringing the younger people on board to be the ones who are generating the content for their, um, their peers, you know, which is who they are selling to. Mm. Well, Nathan, uh, what he just said is what I've, have been professing for a long time. Uh-huh. See, you're, whether you like it or not, Nathan, I don't think you're going to be 22 years old again. No. But the thing is, is that the things that you're planning today, your young people are going to have to live with tomorrow if and when you know you're going to be gone away. So they should be in on the planning today so they would be understanding of what the purpose was and how to carry it out so they know what the end result is supposed to look like. If they're not sitting, you know, it just disturbs me sometimes when I see these uh, lectures and conventions and you look around, all the people are over 40 years old, 50 years yeah. old. Where's the young people? Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Okay, before we, uh, uh, what, what do you call it? Here is, uh, let me reveal some information here again. <clears throat> Just to show you how really serious I'm taking this thing. One of the young people, I, I don't know how old he is, but I know he's young. One of the young people, Roger, that I, I, ha- I had a conversation with, this actually happened yesterday, was uh, one of our most, celebrated DJs in our community, Yareka um, and everybody. I had a conversation with Flo Kid there. Yesterday, I spoke to him. He was actually supposed to be my guest today, but uh, bad communication on my, on my part. I, I need to admit that. I just had a crazy week. So, <clears throat> and here, this is where Roger has been too quiet, which is very unusual. Here is, this is where I want you to come in, Roger. You see, I'm speaking to this young man, I'm like, you travel a lot across the country. Everybody wants to, you are the most, if, I don't know, he's probably the most celebrated DJ in our community on demand. Where Flo TV is, I mean, everybody wants him and he's, he's mm. making it. I didn't even know that he has a regular job. I thought that's what he does. I mean, for his living, he told me, he's like, no, 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 bosses, I wait, I wait, I wait. <laughs> so I said to him, what helped me change my perception about you just being a DJ and look at you as a person who is providing a service to the community, and number two, the entertainment industry is, like our president will say, is huge, known for contributing a huge chunk of revenue to the economy of, let's talk about the U.S. And I'm glad in terms of entertainment, things in Zambia have changed. So I told him and I said, help me, and help me change my perception about you, where uh, you just come to an event, you do your thing, and 
how can I be having a conversation with you and I look at you to say you are a person who is also got a role and a contribution to make in our community. Do you know what the way he responded better? Is better here? <laughs> I'm here, I'm listening. I'm listening. You right know now. the way he responded? <laughs> he was like, wow, <laughs> nobody has ever asked me that before. So you see, we are living in this world, Roger, of our own. So this young man comes, he provides a service, and we are all excited. We dance up to 2, 3 a.m., and he goes away. So he, he, he starts laughing. He, he started laughing, Roger. I want you to help me process this. And he was like, whoa. You know, he was, he was like, bosses, what's going through your mind? I'm finished flaming touch. That's what he said to me. <laughs> So I told him, I said, we are trying to change the paradigm of the way we do things in the community. He said, that's a very big question. That's a very, and our conversation continued. So there's a, let's just admit it, Lord, that there is a gap here that we need to fill. Well, and the gap has always to be to be there, uh, like Trump, or mm. Trump, or uh, who is this man, Bianchi? Uh, just said, when you are uh, 22, um, what do you want them uh, to, to to become? Uh, mm-hmm. Back home, back back home, when my uncle told me uh, just about every weekend I'll go out, uh, have a good time. Every weekend, he sat me down, he asked me a question. At the end of the day, what do want? What what do I want to achieve? with uh, that kind of uh, life uh, no. what do i see uh, in the in the horizon uh, is it benefiting me in any he was trying to convert me anyway uh, to, uh-huh. to 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 bible by then i was just a kid who just wanted to have to have fun but the way he put it to me it started no. he planted something in me which uh, made me to start thinking where am I, where am I going uh, with uh, uh, my life? Fast forward to what we are talking about. We want our children uh, to be uh, like us, without allowing them to do whatever they do, without allowing them to make everything they do, like Brother Chad was saying, everything they do to us is stupid, to us is, is bad. We don't want to allow them to, uh, to have that uh, experience. And then at one point, maybe they will arrive at a decision at which we arrived at, or they will arrive at our point, or something different, but something, something cross. So uh, we should find a way, Nathan, uh, and, every, and everyone else. Allow our children, uh, first and foremost, to make mistakes, if they are to make mistakes. Uh, what that means is that if my son tells me he's going out, Am I going to be like my wife, always complaining, or I'll bless him to go out? But at a later stage, I want to coerce him uh, back into thinking mm. and say, going out is okay, okay going out is fine. But uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, how do you see a life shaping out? If it's just going mm. out and you come back home, you sleep, you wake up uh, 16, 16 hours, what, what does that mean? 
So I, I, I think there, should, there need to be a blending in that mm-hmm. form. Us accepting blending. Snapchat. Yeah, us accepting Snapchat, accepting whatever they, they, they are doing, and them, Facebook, it's okay. Leave us alone <laughs> with, uh, with Facebook. But there should be that blending. Voluntarily, we should all know. Um, forcing them, forcing these young people, come to our meetings. Again, they are going to ask a question, what am I going to come and do at your meetings? Yeah, exactly. You and exactly. I don't even know what the, the, the young children are going to, uh, are going to do. So, uh, there lies our work. Uh, a lot of uh, our work, your questioning of young children continues. If you participated in our event, what would you like yes. to do at our event? Yes. And I asked that question. I did ask that question. I asked that question to Kangwa, Karo's daughter. I said, hey, if you came to our event, what would you, uh, you know, so she says, hmm, first of all, what were you guys talking about? What was the, what was the thing? What was the agenda? And she threw like five, six questions to me in a second, like, pa, 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 pa. So I was laughing to myself. <laughs> Roger, talking about trusting, talking about let the kids make mistakes. <clears throat> in my conversation with Floor Kid, and you see, this is on his personal profile. He has put it there. If you go to his page, it's there. Well, I mean, I asked him, I said, you haven't hidden this information. You've put it there, how you developed your skill, how you developed what you are passionate about doing. So I thought, I asked him, I said, in your profile, you mentioned that you used to sneak out and go to underground parties. It's there on his profile. So when I asked him about that, he laughed. I said, what, you, what underground parties? So he said to me, it's those parties that we have when the parents are not there. Okay, because if I tell you, uh, Mdala bosses, I tell you that I want to go to some place and do something, you are def- you are going to say no. What is there? What is going to be happening? Right. Already that thing uh, of the parent thing comes up, and so he says, you see, he secretly, so to speak, developed that skill by sneaking out to going to underground parties. What used to happen is his friends recognized that he had this gift of being a DJ. So what he told them is that you provide me the equipment and I'll do the job. That's what happened there. That's how he developed his skill. That's what he thought. Now, now I'm giving away information instead of letting him come in to talk about it. He's coming on the show two weeks from now. He has agreed to come on the show and we are going to talk about this thing. Coming up. In a few minutes, as we conclude here, is open forum, news from the forums, education, health, tourism, investment, agriculture. Those are the things that we, we talked about in this thing. So if I'm trying to engage a young people and then I tell them, uh, uh, the question is, how do they look at, what's their position on agriculture? How do they look at that? So that's a question I need to ask myself. This is the challenge that I have personally given myself. And I'm, I'm talking to Natasha, too, right here in the house. Our oldest daughter, she's 22. We are talking. I'm asking her things. I'm, and, and I'm not, you see what I'm trying to do? One of the things that we do, 
is when the child is speaking, you quickly interrupt and you want to throw. No, Alan, I'm just sitting listening, just listening. You know, just listen. We need to learn to listen, just listening, listening. We need to, I'm, t- I'm very serious about this, Roger. that we need to have at least 20 young people at our next event. 20, that's my target. Well, so, that is uh, very easy, uh, Nathan. And uh, uh, once we, uh, we know what they care about, it will be very, yes. very easy to, 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 uh, to, to bring them uh, to, to, the, uh, to the event. Um, today, yeah. the ch- our children, they care for the environment. Does the, mm-hmm. their father still care for the environment? Uh, let's uh, take care of global warming. Uh, or he thinks <laughs> that uh, these things have always been there. You know, that is a collusion course. We need to reconcile that as quickly as possible. You know, That's things true. they care for, these uh, kids. You know, some of us, we just look the other way at uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, Roger. I think we need to steal a page from the Amish community because when kids are of age, 16 to 18, uh-huh. they give them that option to go and experiment, experience life outside the Amish community, so that uh-huh. they make a decision whether they want to maintain the Amish lifestyle or they want to, um, I mean, go back to, I mean. Join the secular lifestyle. So I think as parents, I think that's something that uh, we have to learn. That even these kids, they have, uh, I mean, they have a perception on life. They look at things differently. So Mm. I like the. If you wanna read further on this, check out what is called Rangspringer. I think it's Rangspringer, which is a German word. So kids, Uh I think if we emulate what the Amish, Amish people do. I think it will help us because they also need to experiment, see what's out there, and then they can make up their own minds. Thank you. Yeah, Room is the tough one. You have to be a parent that are able to let go of our children because we hold on to the reins too tight. Even when your child is an adult and gets married, we still hold on to the reins. So to do a room a type of, you have to be willing to let go. But it's a good idea. Uh, no, thank you for for sharing it. Excellent. And just very yeah. quickly, Nathan, we need to develop a mentoring program for us to move forward. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, mentoring programs, yeah. And you see, Roger, to your point, when you said the kids, this generation cares about global warming. But to be honest with you, global warming or these politicians are, are campaigning, I just said to myself, what is that? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay, everybody, that was our show for today. Next week, we'll be talking to uh, a doctor from the UK about mental health. Uh, let's all call back in. We'll be getting reports from the forum. Shut up.